0: hello and
1: welcome to the penguins collective podcast my name is Louie. my name is josh and we are two brothers who love to debate about sports especially the pittsburgh penguins the pens hosted the seattle kraken today and we lost once again seven games
0: in a row let's get after it
1: all right, the Penguins played the Seattle Kraken tonight hoping to get revenge from last week when they played in Seattle and lost. Josh, Penguins couldn't get it done. They lose 3 to 2 in regulation, making our seventh straight loss. What is your thoughts?
0: Uh, things aren't going well in Pittsburgh Penguinville right now. Um, no. Yes, I just made that word up but um, I I don't know. still sloppy play. Uh, we'll get into uh, you know our three takeaways um, things changed late in the game, but uh, there were just, uh, we're gonna say poor communication poor uh, execution yeah and you end up you end up losing the game plain and simple three two
1: yeah i mean see this is the problem with the penguins in the last seven games you take little nuggets away you're like i guess that's a win but overall we played horrible overall we lost yes it's early in the season but you can't allow seven straight losses like we had um, early in the season. And I know what people are saying. Um, hey, this happens every year. This happens every year for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But that means absolutely nothing. Because if this is early, what happens if we have a losing streak in in February? Are we going to pull up the records then? or Or are we going to start freaking out past the trade deadline? because we're not sure if we're going to make the playoffs this year
0: yeah maybe too late at that point to panic
1: so so my thing is let's nip it in the bud now what is the problem with the penguins not only can't produce a full 60 minute game but also can't hold a lead to save their lives why is that an issue we started scoring oh 2-1, 3-1, 4-1, 5-1, 6-1. 2-1, 3-1, 4-1, 5-1, 6-1. Hold that until the end of the game. Now when we're up 5-2 against the Bruins, we lose it and lose 6-5. We have a 1-0 lead. We don't press the gas. In fact, we put the car in neutral and let it roll backwards down the hill. That's exactly what the Penguins are doing. I don't know. I'm 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 hitting the panic button kind of. We'll get into it um in our three on three but let's just get into the scoring josh do you have anything before i get into the score
0: no i i I think you uh you nailed it well especially with the part that you said uh there's a few good nuggets that you can take away from each game however overall uh game all 60 minutes not so not so good not but good. Yeah.
1: Scoring, scoring starts with the one and only greatest hockey player and the only good thing about the Penguins right now Sidney Crosby scoring uh, assisted by Jake Ensel uh, because that will come up um, important later on uh, this, well, let me just remind you we didn't score in the first Okay, no yeah, scoring the in second. the first second period, uh, so sorry about that second period Sidney Crosby opens up the scoring with a nice feed from Jake Kensel. Um he slaps that in there which is great then, uh, two minutes later, you can't enjoy these leads, you can't enjoy um, anything anymore with the Penguins. In fact, Josh texted me saying, oh, hey, and I was like, I'm not gonna celebrate this.
0: Yeah, yeah, my, my words, uh, uh, my first text was, that was a nice goal by Crosby. And then my my text followed up was, well, that was short-lived.
1: And and that's the problem. I don't celebrate goals as a Peng, as a penguin fan anymore. Because I know we're gonna eventually lose the game. So I'm just like, cool, Crosby scored. I'm happy about that, but it's probably not that's probably that's probably it. So uh as we predicted, then Seattle scored. Uh it is now uh two, one, one One one
0: going into the third.
1: Going into the sorry, an ad popped up, and I couldn't okay. see who scored. Going into good. the third, seven minutes in, Seattle scores, making it 2-1. Then Jake Ensel scores, which yay, we tied up the game. Crosby gets the assist on this goal this time, reaching his 900th assist, which brings him up to 25. 20. Oh, 20th of all time. Yeah. So, unreal from Sidney Crosby and then oh boy some bad defense some bad things happen in front of the net for Jari the old turbo of the pens Brandon Tanev puts the puck top shelf on Jari they take the lead three to two and that is all she wrote the Seattle Kraken get a late goal in the third to end it no empty netter Um, even though we did pull Jari on net, and that's it. That's really it. Um, nothing to write home about this game. Uh, we played average and we played fine. I think that's the best way to, to, to describe the Penguins tonight. We played fine until the last six minutes of the game. And then we played like we were going to win the Stanley Cup. So it's kind of crazy. Actually, sorry, let me, let me be a little more specific. Um about 6 minutes left to go in the game we played like crazy until Tane scored and then it just went downhill from there cuz we knew we lost. Them. Um so That's fair. Yeah. That's pretty much what happened. So we had like 4 minutes of strong hockey there. Um and then all of a sudden it was uh, uh oh something that Josh said before short-lived and then um that was it for the Penguins. So I would describe the Penguins as fine for this game josh
0: yeah I, I i mean i don't know what other uh descriptive words we can use uh, uh we're just going to be talking in circles of how uh they can't put 60 game, 60 minutes of a game together um oh. you know it just i i am I'm, I'm running out of stuff to to talk about here and it's and it's frustrating because um I want to have good podcasts. Happy podcasts. But happy. Can't Penguins have, fans Yes, yeah, so we can't have nice things right now. And we unfortunately, can. seven seven in a row is a tough look. Uh it's a it's a tough look, but hopefully um Sullivan can figure something out. We saw a few changes tonight. We, we maybe, did. We saw a few changes in the lineup. We did. Yeah maybe more to come but we'll see
1: what happens see what happens yeah we'll see well that was the tpc quick game
0: recap and now it is time for the tpc overtime three on three where louie and i go back and forth with our takeaways from tonight's game um, yep. My first is uh, what we were just briefly talking about um, in the quick game recap about how in the third period, we had some really nice hockey. It was about from like 6.30, 7.30 uh, left in the game till about approximately like... Until Tanev scored. Tanev scored, which was like three minutes. So yeah. like Louis said, it was like four and a half minutes where it was literally like... Almost perfect execution without any goals. It was led by Sidney Crosby. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. And Gensel. And Gensel looked great during that time too. I mean, they were yeah. on point. And um, I'm blanking on the guy who's in the glass now. Uh, former Penguin. Colby
1: <laughs> Armstrong.
0: Kobe Armstrong. He said, like, it's, you know, they were talking about, you know, hey, how how's the um. Uh, What did I call him? Army. Army, how's the How's the energy down there? And he said, it literally feels like a Playoff game. And I was Feeling yeah, I was feeling it during that time Like, I felt it. I felt like it was A playoff game. And it Was edge of your Seat type of hockey, which is What I I enjoy And I was just waiting for The goal that never came and it just became so deflating when Tanneh scored. But yeah, my my first is the uh the 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 good stretch of hockey that they had for four solid minutes in the third. And
1: something I want to add to the good stretch, cause no one's gonna mention it, like NHL Network's not gonna post it, NHL on Instagram and Twitter aren't gonna post it. Sidney Crosby took the puck into the zone himself during this good stretch. He didn't score, of course. But he got knocked to his feet and still shot that puck. Yeah. Two guys on his back. Two Two guys. guys. If you wanted to make a statue of Sidney Crosby, it would be of that because it was so good. He kept puck control that whole time. If he scored, that roof would have exploded. But. He couldn't yeah. get it done, which you don't, you can't put it on his back every single time. But you could tell he was playing with a purpose. You could tell he was frustrated. And I love that Sidney Crosby is leading this team, not only in the way he plays, but in the way he's acting. Yes, he took a bad penalty. But man, you could tell he was heated. He did not want to lose this game. You, you, you could tell he was angry. He was talking to the rest saying, hey, this is not how we're going to do this from now on. Uh, He was chirping with uh, Seattle. I think it's phenomenal to see from Sid, especially during that four-minute span. I think he played absolutely phenomenal. And uh, for my first one, um, I'm debating. (laughs) I'm debating. Do I go the more radical or do I lead up to the radical, Josh?
0: What what's what's lead up to radical?
1: Okay, well this I forgot my third one all all of a sudden, but let's let's start here. Um Tristan Jari's back to being Swiss cheese. So I was saying he was going for the Vesna in the beginning of the year when it was all sunshine and rainbows, as a penguins fan. Now, as we're losing, which I have never, Josh, in these last six games, last six losses, I did not blame Jari.
0: I blamed the defense in front of him. Correct.
1: Besides one goal that was deflected tonight, Jari looked like Swiss cheese. And I know what you're saying. There's two goals. Yeah, two goals that lost us the game. One was right in front. He's looking like Swiss cheese. He's got to tighten it up. Andy, Andy, my guy, I know you're listening to this podcast because it's your favorite podcast because we're your biggest fans. Tell him to tighten it up, all right? Tell him, you make him practice more than ever tomorrow. All right, we got a big game on Wednesday. Can't screw it up. Um, Yeah, so please work on that. With Tristan
0: Jari, I think he's Swiss cheese. Josh? Um, I wanna counter that because I I hear what you're saying. I do. And I'm listening to the words coming out of your mouth. Trust me. However, I am I am in that camp that you just said where you just threw up your hands and said, well, it's only two, two goals. Yeah, it's only two goals. And realistically, in a normal hockey game, in 2022 that wins you a game that wins you a game even three which technically goes on his goals against average he that wins you a game no seven to seven out of but ten, it I,
1: also but it also loses the game sure but okay like,
0: i i if you i can't I don't know if you're solely bla- placing the blame on on jari or if he's one of the places of blame but i just i i don't know it's I can't one put, of the variables I can't, put, I can't put majority of it on him josh I'll how
1: many, many times am i gonna say the defense is my three on three
0: because what if it is every single time
1: <laughs> yeah then then no one listens because they're gonna everyone's gonna say well i know what louie's gonna say tonight <laughs> So so now Jari is now being combined as a variable in bad defense for the Penguins for me until he starts tightening it up. There's obviously the game-winning goal um, uh, from Tanev uh, that was bad defensively. Not understating that. I believe that was a defensive error.
0: But Jari... Don't don't jump the gun here because that's my two
1: okay well perfect segue
0: yes back
1: up the Segway bus give me a no, second
0: we ain't doing that
1: that was yeah guys <laughs> who remembers the Segway bus no um no 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 because it was bad defense and I'm not I'm not saying it wasn't but Jari was literally face to face with Tanev could have poke checked it could have tried to do something a little faster than just waiting for Tanev to shoot the puck he went top shelf, and we lost the game. I'm dying over here. What? I'm literally dying over here of how bad goaltending that was. Go ahead.
0: While while you're choking, um, I I don't. Which is exactly what the Penguins have been doing for seven games. I don't think Taniv was close enough <laughs> where uh, he could have poke checked them. So I'll just say I'll say that, but. How about my, them
1: come and challenge him? How about that, Josh?
0: My second is that play. That play that you're talking about. Where yes. it gave the Kraken the lead. I almost I forgot their name for a second there. It's
1: trash anyway.
0: Um, Letang and Dumerlin were in the front of the net. The Kraken okay. guy Tana. came. Oh, me. you mean the guy who passed nope. it to Tana? Yeah, yeah. I, fr- I forget who passed it to him. But who cares? He came on the left side of the of the net. Jari's right right side. Okay? Sure. Letang left the front, followed him around the net. Behind Jari now. Behind behind Jari. And now Letang is, you know, behind him trying to do whatever he can. And then as he approaches the back side of Jari, now his left side our right when you're looking at the net Dumo now A lot starts of angles yeah Dumo starts attacking him and yeah cr- crouches down to obviously try to prevent the pass but that's why Tanev was wide open because both our defenders <laughs> were like yeah we'll just leave the front of the net open. Okay and I just I don't understand the, the the lack of communication with that pairing because it how long have they been paired together years years how do yeah. you not, how do you not communicate to the point where they can like make sure that nothing like something like that is prevented because i'm confused first of all why letang left to trail a guy on in the back of the net makes no sense to me yeah. and then Dumoulin just decides to go take on the same guy where why not just let letang just trail him and you stay on TANF because what are the odds that this guy is going to score a wraparound goal pretty slim if you ask me but i don't know i don't want to rant too much on uh letang and dumalin because um i'm sure that's uh where you're gonna want to go next no actually it's funny
1: so so um i'm 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 totally listening and absorbing what you're saying but i'm i got a twitter notification mike Sullivan just talked to the press after this loss yeah, And this kind of scares me. This isn't one of my three, but this is just kind of breaking news kind of situation. Somebody asked Mike Sullivan if there's been consideration to switch up the defense defensive pairings, which is what you just were talking about with Dumo and LeTang, yeah. which I'm assuming this guy is asking. His response is, we have, if you've been watching. And then his response is, consistently, uh he goes we have there's been lots of different combinations going over the boards on the blue line now this scares me here's why it scares me does mike Sullivan think that's what we're concerned about and what's that's that's the solution to our defensive problems is switching up the bottom two pairs not the main pair that's been on the ice for every game-winning goal
0: yeah yeah, and I think that's a good point that is, like, I don't know if, obviously, the context is being missed by Sullivan in that question. Because, obviously, like like that reporter is alluding to, everyone's watching. Everyone can see the, the differences in the other pairings yes. of defenses. But the one that has stayed the same is the one where there are most errors, errors and and mental lapses. Like, why not just change it up for the sake of why, why not?
1: not? Why not? I don't know. But that just scared me. I got the notification and I was like, um... so like...
0: Yeah.
1: Don't do this to me. Hopefully, he misunderstood the question and not... Be- he doesn't believe... That Dumo and Latang are a good pair, which brings me to my second one. Josh, is that is that Latang and maybe a few others don't belong on the first power play team pairings? Whatever you want to call it, the line line. Um, I mean, I know that it's the line, but in the context of what I was saying, it was wrong. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It matters is that we have not been producing power play goals with our first line, which is the point of your power play first line. It's to produce goals. The only reason why you have a second power play line is so those guys don't die on the ice and give up a goal is so that they could take a break and the second power play line is put on the ice. I don't think Malkin and Crosby should be together anymore on the power play. And I know people will throw their hands up again, saying, Louie, it's just been seven games. They've been consistent over 17 years. They're also old. Let's put some speed on that first power play line. Let's also put some youth on that first power play line. But we got Gensel. Yeah, that's not enough. Let's start putting some uh, some new fresh faces up there. Hey, you guys want to see Kapanen succeed? Let's see how he does on the on the first power play line. You want to see Latang stop making errors? Okay put him on the second power play line maybe put someone like petrie or joseph he's been proving himself a lot lately why don't you put him on the first power play line see what that produces i just think we need to start making changes to the power play to see what will get done and that quote from sully just now kind of scares me but that's my second one josh
0: what's your third one. one That's a good one. Um, my third was something that I noticed, uh, well, I I, I would have totally missed if the Penguins broadcast didn't bring it up uh, during the game. So that I believe it was halfway through the second uh, they started, I forget what they were calling it now. I wish I wrote it down when I first heard it. But they literally were just putting a wall up in the neutral zone right before the blue line preventing seattle from getting into the attacking zone and i mean they said it on the broadcast that the penguins typically don't play that style of defense they just they will try to uh like forecheck and uh attack as the the opposing team is leaving their defending zone and they just built a wall and that was a cool strategy and i'm okay with them deciding to go that route but i mean if this is a strategy that solven was thinking about implementing why not implement it a few games ago when we were playing against boston up five two yeah yes instead of yes. instead of trying it against the kraken when it's a one one two one game like just like i don't i don't understand there's there's like and so I don't know if my third is uh, a question for Sullivan with these coaching um, yeah. lapses, but I don't know. I thought it was a I thought it was a cool strategy. It's not something that I've seen the Penguins uh, do yeah. maybe ever. If I'm being honest, I don't remember them doing it, but I've seen it in hockey games. I'll say that. But man, I was just like, just like, just kind of like taken back like oh okay we're gonna we're gonna do this at 1-1 okay and then my immediate thought was boston well what where was that then why wasn't any of this used at that time i don't don't know what's
1: going on i i think you know there there's there's always two sides of everything so you can have a coach who goes correct Hey, we've been in this spot before last season. We've been in this spot the year before. Let's play around. Who cares if we win or lose this game? We're playing good. In his eyes, maybe. That we're playing good. So let's mix some things up. Hey, we've we've learned from the Boston game. Let's try to do something here. Let's try to do something there. I don't know. I really don't know. There's that side. And then the other side. Maybe Sullivan is like, hey, doesn't matter, man it doesn't matter who cares i don't know and i i don't i i don't know where i'm i'm just pleading watching hockey games now where i'm just like please score i don't know if you guys follow us on twitter but every single time we're on the power play or penalty kill i'm just like please don't let something happen please let something happen we need to get something here but yeah i don't know I don't know what's going on with the pets time to hit the panic button ladies and gentlemen (laughs) time to hit the panic button all right the pittsburgh penguins have lost seven in a row one in overtime the rest of the six have been in regulation two different kinds of goalies in net You have different combinations in some areas. Have we seen as an organization what we need to see to nip things in the bud, to start trading people or to start calling up and sending people down? What does it take? Last week, last week, last game, I said, is it time to hit the panic button? Are we there yet? and people go, oh no, not yet, but we're close. Okay, it's happening. I have said we need to win this game to change the trajectory of the Pittsburgh Penguins. We have lost yet again. We are playing the Capitals next on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Are we gonna win that game? I don't even know, probably not.
0: Not if we play like tonight.
1: Not if we play like tonight and and watch, people are going to say it's too early to start hitting the panic button. But once we lose to the Capitals, people are going to say, okay, what needs to get done? Why are we losing? Why is this happening? What's going on in the Penguins organization? No one's counting the Penguins out right now in the league, but I guarantee you, if we lose to Capitals, we will. Let's just take let's just take a, a gander at the at the um the the standings Josh. Would you like to take a uh, a, a look at the standings?
0: No at because I know I, I know it's not good for us. Well,
1: it's not good for the Capitals either. They're above us though. So as of right now, it's Hurricanes, Devils, Islanders, Rangers, Flyers, Capitals, Penguins,
0: Blue Jackets. Yeah, just I'm, a little just a little side note. I hate how good the Devils and the Flyers are playing right now. Just hate it. Well,
1: that's going to be our future. Oh, we're going to make the playoffs this year is what you're saying? That's what you're saying right now to me? Don't worry. We're going to make the playoffs. Okay, by my calculations, we're not, though we we have 4 wins and 7 losses and 2 overtime losses. Uh, okay, so when do we turn this season around? Is it when we play well, is it when we play Washington on Wednesday or Toronto and Montreal back to back or is it when we play Toronto again the following week or Minnesota or Winnipeg because You could say, oh, those are easy wins, but so is against the Seattle freaking Kraken and the Vancouver Canucks that only had one win when we played them. So don't tell me not to hit the panic button. We're losing the teams that should be easy wins. We had our starter in net against the Vancouver Canucks. Lost. Okay, we have a solid backup, no problem. Let's win here in Seattle. Can't do it. We lost pretty bad to Seattle. Okay, don't worry, Boston. It's gonna be a good game. It's a prime time game. We can get this. Let's get amped up, boys. Let's do it. We had a couple days rest. We're in Pittsburgh. We got this. Five-two lead. Oh yeah, back to the old pens. Oh, oh, we lost that game. So, so I'm very, like, to those people who say that the Pittsburgh Penguins have done this before, have done this every season, yet still make the playoffs, listen to me. The last time we were this bad, Mike Sullivan wasn't the head coach heading into December. We're not. We're not at December. It's early in November. But I'm looking at the schedule, and I can't tell you what's going to be a win and what's going to be a loss anymore. I can't tell you. So as of right now, we're playing Washington. And I'm pretty sure that's a primetime game as well. Are we going to win? I don't know. They're bad, but so was Vancouver and we lost there. So I'm sick and tired of seeing people go, oh, it's early. The Penguins have done this and have done that yeah but did we do it while our power play was suffering and pk was suffering because i'll give it to you if one of those is succeeding they're not is our defense good and they're just teams are just getting under our skin we'll get over it we'll get over that hump no every aspect of the pittsburgh penguins right now is horrible offense is bad power play is bad penalty kill is bad defense is tremendously terrible and our goaltending is now starting to suffer so when do we hit the panic button do we just wait until this is over josh do we wait until this is over do we wait until we win a game and celebrate that and try to keep the momentum because every time we've had momentum in a hockey game it quickly gets disrupted so tell me josh why shouldn't i be hitting the panic button now
0: i honestly yeah i I was just letting you have your your time there but i mean i do feel like it's too early i mean you I, i understand that penguins go through these stretches of bad losing streaks um like almost every year it seems but like i don't i don't know I don't know what needs to be done. I I know you're not really calling for anyone's head to be traded or anything like that. But I'm just, I'm just like, I feel like Sullivan is literally trying everything, but like nothing at the same time. So like, it's this weird, I don't like, like, just moment in time that he doesn't like doesn't know what to do it, it i feel like he changed the lineups coming into the game and then he changed the lineups halfway through the game and then but yet like there's one pairing that's still the same and dumalin and and letang like he's changed the wingers on crosby's line he's changed the wingers on malkin's line uh you know like i don't know do we wait until jeff carter and teddy Blueger come back
1: Jeff Carter
0: and Teddy Bluger are not the keys to the Pittsburgh I, Penguins. I understand. But what I'm saying is, like, at least then at that point, you see what the team is fully healthy. See what they look like. And then I know at that the point, Pittsburgh
1: Penguins have never been healthy
0: fully ever. I, I I hear what you're saying. I do. Trust me. But what I'm saying is, like, because it's so early, we haven't seen them full, full health together. So what does that look like? We don't know. So maybe that's a type of change that they need to see once everyone comes back. I don't know. But uh, what what I can tell you is that I think that it needs to start with changing the, the, the first defensive pairing, because you can't, what do they say? The definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. Sure. But like, yes. Like, why do you keep changing every single pairing, every single line, except that but Just, like, that's my question to solve it. Now, what, is it what a Chris Letang
1: now? situation? Saying, I don't want to be paired up with anyone else. That's an ego no, situation now, then. Now, I'm not saying Chris Letang isn't a coachable player saying, I yeah. refuse to do this and that. I'm just saying, what if?
0: I don't think if, that's the case I don't th- I don't think that's even a a, po- a possibility of a what if but like I mean it's not like we have scrubs behind Dumo that like couldn't fill in and be you know Dumo
1: is is literally a scarecrow out there he's nothing yeah but just skate around um he is just a statue he doesn't. he's not playing well um but I don't josh I don't know I'm 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 at loss I i I can't even explain and and articulate my frustration because, yes, we've had losing streaks before. We've had them, and I know that, but our power play was good. Remember last year? Josh, how good was our penalty kill during our losing streak? Phenomenal. Yeah. It was phenomenal. I mean, we did kill three tonight. Yeah, but our power – Josh – our penalty kill is horrendous this year. And also, our power play is horrendous. People are calling for different things to happen uh, on our on our, our power play and whatever. But it's, it's still bad. It's still bad. I think there needs to have a long talk. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of it like do they have a players only meeting where sid and 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 whoever stands up and and says um 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 you know latang i forgot his name because i he's not been on my mind at all latang gino and sid stand up in front of the team and say guys we are not playing to the pittsburgh standard we got to play better it's seven games in, and I know I went on the long rant, as I tend to do, but Josh, let me ask you this from a a more um, calm, realistic standpoint, okay? How many losses will it take in a row for you to hit the panic button? Double digits. No way.
0: You're going to wait three more losses to be like, yeah, guys, we should probably do something now. No, because th- then you're talking three more games that puts us close to halfway through November. And like you said, the last time we made any type of like serious change this early was removing the head coach and adding Mike Sullivan. And I'm not saying that that's what we need to do. I'm just saying whatever type of extreme change needs to be done in terms of adding or removing players... I think i think it would be at that point double digits yeah but i don't see us getting there i think with having three days off yeah, i think wednesday. something's gonna happen wednesday unfortunately i shouldn't say unfortunately because like I, i'll be glad that this the, the losing streak is over but like it's just unfortunate that it had to get to this point like I would have loved for it to be tonight so they can have three days of like all right we're in our groove again like let's get yeah, let's, let's let's get out on it. it yeah like build it up like you know if this if these pairings and these lines did work then you have you know i don't know how many practices they're going to do in three days let's just say two then you have those two practices where you can keep the lines the same have them build more chemistry and you know get going from there because and like I was thinking about it tonight. Like we talk about it all the time with the turnovers in a sloppy play. It's gotta be partly because of all the turnover with the lines. All the changing. And I get it. Everyone's got chemistry with everyone, but like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I I don't know either. Um, um on Twitter just got another notification. It says the penguins locker room is dejected right now i bet well i don't think they're happy about losing well yeah no i understand but it is pretty it is pretty bonkers it, it yeah. is pretty bonkers um just to see the penguins kind of play this bad um so I don't want to drag this out anymore. I mean, obviously, I know this isn't probably the most entertaining podcast only because we're just ranting and ranting and ranting because we don't even have the answers. I can't provide a better answer than what Mike Sullivan will come up with. Um, I know he's the man for the job. I said that last episode. Uh, I'm not calling for his head. I'm not calling for uh, uh, major trades. Um, I do believe there should be... Let's start freaking out right now. Um, I would de- we have three days to, to reevaluate the roster. That's what I, in my opinion, would be Mike Sullivan and Ron Hextall's position. Have a meeting and re reevaluate the roster. Hey, is there anyone from Wilkes Barre you want up? Is there anyone you want to send down? Is there anyone on the open market that you want to trade for? Hey, Patrick Kane said he's willing to go anywhere. Is he coming to Pittsburgh? Make that team even older. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the solutions, but I really do the next three days. I think the Pittsburgh Penguins need to sit down together and say, why are we losing? Let's figure it out. And I hope it doesn't get to double digits, but if it gets to double digits, I would like to hear you freak out in that episode.
0: And that will do it for our TPC Overtime 3-on-3.
1: All right, the Pittsburgh Penguins are taking on the Washington Capitals on Wednesday at 7.30. We will have our very first guest on the Penguins Collective Podcast his name is Chris. He is a big Washington Capitals fan. And, um, yeah, he's a really cool guy. Can't wait to chat with him. But hopefully we can get a uh, win from the Capitals and uh, end this losing streak. Josh, do you have anything on your mind? Anything that's 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 kind of bothering you? want to get off your chest and tell the people?
0: No, I'm good. You know I'm not a uh, rant and raver. But, um... I am. I do just want to uh, just say, uh, keep uh, your eyes out on the horizons. Uh, there will be uh, some news that we will have to announce shortly, but uh, it is yeah. good. And I uh, just want to uh, thank you again for, uh, you know, tuning into every episode and listening to Louie ranting. Um, yeah. Who and, knew that uh, would
1: be entertaining.
0: <laughs> so uh, like always find us wherever you're listening to your podcast. Like, rate, subscribe, uh, yeah. when you do rate us, rate us five stars, please. Um, comment. Say, say something nice too. Leave us a message. Yes. Nice. Kind words are always appreciated. And uh, don't forget to keep in touch with us on Twitter. Uh, that is the main platform in which we are engaging with people. Um, we try to live tweet during the, the entire game, as well as uh, just a little uh, tidbits throughout the week. Um but uh yes tune into Wednesday special guest looking forward to it and as always let's go pens